That burp sounded like that noise that makes when, when an Apple computer is telling you that you can't do something. <clears throat> burp. Burp. All right, ready? Yeah. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Hard Knocks Film School. What episode is this? Uh, this is episode five. Episode five. And it's 1895. 1895. Conveniently. 1864. Yeah. No, it's not that early. No, it's 1895. 1895. <laughs> and we have we have a lot to talk about for 1895. In fact, I think this will be two episodes. First two-parter, because big things are happening. Yeah, this is a huge year. Yeah. I mean, every year so far has been a bigger deal than the one that preceded it. But 1895, I would argue that it's the first year of true filmmaking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's a six month span from late 1895 to early 1896 where four different pairs of people uh yeah it's usually a guy and his brother isn't it yeah it's a guy and his brother or like at least on the first two people we're going to talk about it's it's like a guy and his brother well there's the lumiere brothers and there's the skladanowski brothers and that's what we're going to talk about today and they're they're on mainland europe they're that's France and Germany, respectively. Correct. Skladanowski doesn't sound very German, but I guess they... Well, they're Polish immigrants. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they did most of their work in Germany. Yes. So Germany gets credit. Congratulations, Germany. <laughs> uh, and then there's Bert Akers and... Robert Paul. Robert Paul. They weren't brothers. They were not, but they were sort of partners in England. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the two... <laughs> Guys, we're saying guys a lot again. <laughs> in uh, the U.S., were William K. Dixon and I guess Thomas Edison. Edison. Yeah, yeah. I Just mean, for whatever. consistency, we're talking about everybody in pairs, I suppose. Yeah. Even though it's hard to separate them, you know what I mean. So, like, we just we'll just sort of lump that together for sake of consistency. Yeah. <laughs> so there were four countries that really were on 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 the forefront, and mm-hmm. that did not change. No. In fact, you could argue that these four countries are still very relevant Mm -hmm. in terms of being on sort of the cutting edge of filmmaking, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And this is just sort of as as far as we can tell with sort of the information that we have available to us. Um, um, And even among experts, even among the sort of the resources that I was able to, to get in my hands, there's some discrepancies in terms of who showed what, when, and which people are getting credit for what things. Right. So the Lumiere brothers get a lot of credit for showing up. Um, they showed 10 of their short actualité or like little documentary films mm-hmm. at the Grand Café in Paris on December 28th, 1895. But they had smaller private showings before that. So they often get credited with with sort of with checking that box first, playing films for an audience as if as if it, they were in a movie theater. I read a price. They were they actually charged people for this too. Uh, it was like one franc a person or something. Oh, so it truly was public. It wasn't yeah. just. It wasn't by invite. We're going to invite our rich friends to come see. That's probably what the earlier ones were. Yeah, yeah. This was like an actual charged event. I believe the other, I believe Das Wintergarten program was as well. I think that was, that was a public theater that you could come and see. It was a whole three hour program that these guys did and and it just included their films also. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So the, the Skladanovsky brothers did nearly the same thing. They just had a small group of unrelated short films. Right. Uh, they, they recorded all of them as well. You know, they, 
recorded, edited, looped in some cases. The um, Max and Emil Skladanovsky, mm-hmm. they came sort of from the same origins as um, Charles Emil Raynaud. They they were doing Magic Lantern shows yeah. prior to working on cameras. And apparently they had a machine called a Naumachia. I might be pronouncing that horribly. N-A-U-M-A-C-H-I-A. That was meant to be like part of their original display of film. Like that was involved in the showings. What did it do? It's the Wikipedia page. <clears throat> says that it involved electromechanical effects and pyrotechnics. Oh, okay. Because they had a whole, like you said, they had a whole stage show. Yeah. So this is an interesting transition now that we're making from, I mean, just last episode we were talking about these people who were essentially inventors and businessmen. Yeah. And now now just a year later, we're already attracting the eye of people who are performers yes. and are now seeing the potential behind all of these things. So the Sladinovsky brothers actually, I think, were a little bit ahead of the Lumieres because the Lumiere brothers are going to quickly lose interest in film right. in the next couple of years. Well, they themselves didn't have this the stage show. They were just part of a stage show at the Wintergarten Music Hall. But like that would become the norm. Like a lot of people who got a hold of cameras would uh, display them as part of vaudeville shows. Yeah, there was a lot of overlap with early film in, yes. in vaudeville. So this was sort of a harbinger, in, in a way, of things to come. You know, you'd have a, a sort of a series of short films like this, and you'd display them to audiences and sort of travel around with the vaudeville group you were with. Or perhaps the proprietor of the theater would offer that as part of the... Um, well, it's one of the many yeah, part things, of the suite of shows that were right. on that day. Yeah, one of the many things that you would see in a a traveling show, for example. Right, right. So Edison's idea was like, we'll open kinetoscope parlors and we'll put all these kinetoscopes inside, mm-hmm. and then people will pay to stand there and look in this tiny hole and mm-hmm. watch these films individually. And elsewhere, they were coupling this idea with stage shows, which is why people on the stage, like we're going to talk about Georges Méliès here in just a few episodes Mm -hmm. and he was a magician yeah and immediately saw the potential of including moving pictures in a performance and then like as we'll see the quickly took over took over the entire performance and and an even more obscure example that i can provide and i think we'll probably talk about is frank l baum wizard of oz traveling stage show l frank oh excuse me l frank baum Right. Yeah, it was called the Fairy Log and Radio Plays. I think actually he, I don't know if he actually wanted to do that or if that was around the time where he he sold the rights to his stories because he was like bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll, that's things to come. We're going to have come. a whole episode about yeah, that. Yeah, that's things to come. So we don't want to get too much away. But, but I yeah, just was... offer that up as sort of a, there's a big, there was a big overlap in early film and performative theater vaudeville, you know, as it were. So do we want to talk about what was actually on display at these two um, viewings? Yeah. Um, well, we were talking about the Skladinovskis. So, well, do you want to do it? Do you want to do it in uh, chronological order, or? Okay. So yeah, the Lumiere's were were first. Yeah. And there is an actual list of films that they showed. Mm-hmm. Well, their first they were first what in March eighteen ninety five. Yeah, March twenty second. Right. Yeah. That was a private showing. Their public showing at the. Grand Café that they charged for 
that was a that was a showing of 10 films and they yeah. do you can find the list and i believe all of them still exist and are available and then yeah the the skladanowski's came slightly later in on the 1st of november 1895 and then i think our other two are in early 1896 the two showings but everybody was sort of recording things in 1895 so we're kind of lumping this together for convenience sake because the really really important thing here is that these were shown to audiences and not you know in these tiny little parlors seen through viewing holes this was the big breakthrough well according to the internet Mm -hmm. i consulted the internet just now yes the skladinovsky brothers did their showing on november 1st but like you said it was part of a bigger show so they Mm -hmm. had it was a paid show that they did they had paying customers before the lumieres yeah because that would the yeah like you said the the March twenty second showing was was like a private showing. Yeah, I'm assuming to some to some rich friends or Probably, by invite or only or whatever, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs anyway. But they, yeah, they get credit for the first paid movie display, public movie showing. Yeah, the Lumieres were the first to to display only films, I suppose, for a paying audience. Yeah, the point was only the moving pictures and not anything else. Right. So there's not really much to be said about the movies themselves the title basically tells you what's going on in each one uh and i know we previously said we were going to do the lumiere brothers first but the internet has informed us that das wintergarten program is actually the first paid movie showing uh i guess we'll start there then uh yeah so there are i think uh eight short films maybe eight or nine they seem like they're mostly sort of vaudeville acts. Although the first one is just dancing children. Mm-hmm. Two little kids look like they're maybe, oh, it's hard to tell with Victorian children how old they are, I guess. <laughs> but seven, maybe. 30. They're 30 years old. People aged differently back then. They're chimney sweeps. I mean, probably. <laughs> That's, oof. There's some, uh. There's a man boxing a kangaroo. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching that one. There's a couple of guys doing uh, the high bar. Yeah, there's sort of acrobatic stunts. Yeah. There's a juggler. I guess they went around and recorded a lot of popular acts at the time. I mean, but they, they weren't alone in doing this, as we'll see. I mean, it's sort of like stupid Annabelle and her dress. Yeah, they're doing a similar thing to what Edison was doing, which was they, they found existing filmable acts which were often sort of vaudeville type things mm-hmm. i think some of them were looped at the time so it was a little bit longer this plays about like four minutes or something um but i think it was originally a 10 minute program that was part of a larger three-hour evening of entertainment yeah we don't know the frame rate that they played it back at or anything uh they it's like 16 frames per second probably and if it had been it played at that frame rate it would have been about 10 minutes long each they said each one was a collection of what like 99 to 100 and something frames 99 to 174 so about 6 to 11 seconds a piece but i think they'd done some editing so you they would have had like i said like looped pieces Oh, you mean that when they when they played the films in the program, you think they they might have manipulated them in some way, like Charles Emil Raynaud with the with his animated characters? Yeah, yeah, totally. Like they could have, you could play it in reverse really easily. You just had you could just wind back the crank, right? That was like a built in feature to the camera. 
I guess so. so. I mean, but I mean, most of the people sort of dancing around or whatever. I don't, I don't really know what use there would be in playing that backward. Just because they could, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I haven't read anything that indicated that they. This says that they had it, they had it looped. So they were doing exactly what we do now with TikTok videos. Yes. Six or ten seconds, and it just plays over and over again mm-hmm. a few times. Yeah. Like when when you look up Dixon greeting. Yeah, exactly. From the Library of Congress in Washington D.C. <laughs> in Washington D.C. In Washington D.C. Yeah, a couple of the things that I have read seem to indicate that. I imagine because just you, you'd want to see it more than once yeah because I mean, it's a it's a, it's 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 an impressive thing to see and i'm sure people were like wow wait what play yeah, it again exactly yeah <laughs> if you were if this is like this, imagine this is the first time you're seeing these sorts of things yeah i think people would want to see that more than once it seems uninteresting to us again we've, which we've sort of talked about these subjects aren't necessarily the most impressive ones however to a first-time viewer i'm sure it must have been simply mind-blowing yeah, they're mostly a little slice of history. I mm-hmm. haven't I haven't necessarily been impressed by any of the performances I've seen so far. <laughs> yeah, no. As, and, and again, it, as we've said repeatedly, these aren't stories yet. No one's yet telling a story. However. No, they're just sort yeah. of saying, well, what else can we point this thing at? Yeah, however, these these things we're watching right now in at least in sort of mythology inspire the next generation of movie creators who are very creative and are going to start telling full stories with effects and it's going to happen really quick in 1895 was also the year that the gaumont film company was founded right and apparently leon gaumont was at the march 22nd showing the march 22nd one not the not the december one i think so there's a when you when you look into some of these things like Gaumont being at the first display. I mean, this is sort of like legend. So Gaumont Films is, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Gaumont. It, I don't sound, I feel like it doesn't sound right Gaumont. no matter how I say it. Gaumont. <laughs> is, uh, it still exists. It's the oldest extant film company and it was founded all the way back in 1895. So yeah, the France was ahead of the game by a great deal. Yeah, they, they had their creative energies in exactly the right place from basically the beginning it seems according to the internet on that march 22nd 1895 screening that supposedly leon gaumont attended the film that they played was workers leaving the lumiere factory in leon <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one it's really it, it, it's actually a, a really interesting subject and a, a true slice of historical life you can see people riding bikes. They have a carriage. I think there's a motor car. Is there actually an automobile? There's dogs. There's street dogs walking around. Everything that the, especially the women is wearing. Mm-hmm. The women is wearing. Are wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that the women are wearing, rather. The clothing is so fascinating. And nobody walking by really seems to notice the film. Do you nobody's, think were, nobody's looking at the camera. Do you think that they were directed to do that? I don't know. Because in the later, we're going to talk about the other films that were that were shown in on December twenty eighth. But people are looking right at, at the camera, and they're, they're the one where they're getting off the boat. The, the yeah. men are taking off their hats. Yeah, they're, the, they're 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 taking off their hats, and like all everybody's waving to the camera. Yeah, there's a man riding a bicycle with two evenly sized wheels. I thought they still had funny looking bicycles around this time. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was that called? The big wheel. The, it's called a. Um, 
a penny farthing. That's right, a penny farthing. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was around this time, but I guess I was wrong. Yeah. Not in France, I guess. By the way, what are they doing in the Lumiere factory in Lyon? I wonder. A lot of women work there. Oh, they have, well, they had their own machine shop. Like, that was their whole shtick. I don't, I don't know what all the women were doing there, but uh, they were, they made watches? Oh, really? Or were they, were they also like, were they also weirdly bike mechanics? They, they, they were like, whatever, they were machinists. Making the camera wasn't their main shtick. Right, it was just something that they were yeah, they were on. trying I out can on the side. Answer this question really quickly. It seems important. No, they were just they were involved. It was like a camera shop or whatever. They had like a camera business, just regular still photography. Okay, they ran a a, a they had like a still photography business. F- the film camera was just a, again like just sort of like a side gig because these showing shortly after these showings they were basically sort of out of the game yeah they didn't stick around for very long because they they famously didn't think that there was a future they thought it was a fad moving pictures like the hula hoop you know for kids (laughs) (laughs) it's a good movie that's a good film Okay, so by all accounts, it was just that one film in March. And then in December, they played The Workers Leaving the Factory, plus another nine films, one of which is particularly interesting, I think, because it because it tells a story. And it's also a comedy. Yeah, The Water Waters. The Water Watered. The Water Watered. It's like a, what, six-second-long film? No, it's longer than that. It's about a full minute. Really? Okay, so it's a full minute. And there's one joke, and... This is the closest thing we have to narrative film so far. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that turn of phrase you just used. What? Narrative film. Oh, yeah. It was clear, though, that the the intent is to make the viewer laugh. Mm -hmm. It's a little kid playing a prank on an old man who's just trying to water his damn garden. (laughs) Or someone's garden. We don't know if it's his. I feel like this joke has been overused, and they probably all got it from... From the Lumiere brothers. You step on the hose so that so that they think there's something wrong with the water. And then he finally looks into the hose and the kid takes his foot off. Ah, I got sprayed in the face. Yeah, it's very Looney Tunes. Isn't it is it? very Looney Tunes, right? Yeah. And then he chases the kid around and like spanks him or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole that's, that's the whole the, thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, it, it feels like it, is that the sort of progenitor of that particular trope? Seems like it might be. Probably. Yeah. You could categorize that as a screwball comedy. Um, yeah. Essentially. People people loved physical comedy at this time. They oh, loved it. Okay, but it's still great if done right. But yeah. I guess. I'm not, it's not my favorite, but well, it's got to be really good. That's just your taste. Well, I mean, we're okay, we're going to get to we're going to get to Buster Keaton at some point. Like he and mm-hmm, Charlie Chaplin, mm-hmm. a lot of what they did could be is arguably physical comedy. And I oh, think that, yeah, that stuff yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard to do well, I guess, in my opinion. You got to be one of those people that thinks that other people falling down is really funny, and I just don't. Yeah. That doesn't make me laugh. I'm sorry. It's an interesting point. But some people, I, I some people think that that is the funniest shit in the world. Other people falling down. So we'll link all of the films for uh, the Lumiere's program below as well. We, you're going to have to go and find those individually, unfortunately, but uh, there's some pretty good quality stuff as well as some colorized things. That are super high quality. Yeah, I'll link some of the good colorized yeah. versions. You can the Wikipedia does contain a, a full list, so you can you can also just go 
go there. Yeah, I'm just reading down the list um, off of Wikipedia right now. But if opening up a new tab and going to Wikipedia is too much work for you, we will also cite our sources. What's up? Okay, we'll be out in a few, okay? That's not an emergency. Oh, yeah, just give us like 15 more minutes. I wonder if this Wikipedia list is actually the order in which they showed them. Let's pretend it is. <laughs> so next they showed. Well, that's what we were saying. What is that? That's kind of what we said about the Winter Garden program is that um, we can't really be sure, you know, how the, how, how these were viewed. Um, we're fairly certain that they were all shown, but the manner in which that was done is up for some debate. Like yeah, at the Winter Garden program, the they say that it was played with a, it had a specially written um score and that it was played the performers were instructed to play extra loud so as to cover up the noise of the projection machinery oh their camera was so loud that they had to they had to yeah the was distract everyone with loud music yeah or yeah so that they so or so that the music could sort of simply be heard over it or yeah yeah pay no attention to my clunky yeah to to sort of increase ambiance so the next one listed is the the Photographical Congress arrives in Lyon. I don't know what the Photographical Congress is, but it's a bunch of people getting off of a boat. And this one's so cute because the um, about midway through, the men getting off the boat start taking off their hats to either the cameraman or perhaps the camera. Probably the camera. Because they notice, they seem to notice that something is going on, but they don't seem to understand exactly what. Well, you don't see behind the camera, so I wonder if the cameraman initiated that. And then that was in response. Oh, if they if he started taking off his hat to them and then to, to get the to get them to yeah he was directing. Oh hey yeah. Uh-huh. What's the bridge in the background? Where are they? I have no idea. In Paris, I assume because that's where the Lumiere brothers were. No, no, it's the it, they arrived. Oh, in Lyon. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's Do still way. there. It's in the title, Tim. I recommend looking up that one. Yeah, you don't have to look up all of these. It's no, not- they're not. The the first few are are we're starting to get a little bit less interesting. The next film that they that they played was La Voltage. I think it's Voltage. It's just like some dudes jumping on a horse. Horse trick riders. It's it's not that impressive. It's pretty lame. Uh, the, there's a couple <laughs> cute ones of Louis Lumiere himself and his uh, daughter and wife. Uh, there's one with his wife and then one with of just his daughter. Yeah, there's one of them eating breakfast. That one I'll link. There's a great colorized version that's been restored and it's yeah. it's beautiful quality. I'll I'll link that version. And the other one I think is his daughter fishing a goldfish out of, <laughs> out of a, bowl. a goldfish bowl. It seems slightly um, continuing our theme of animal abuse. Yeah, that's kangaroos, what, lo, the cats. Well, like La Voltage just sort of feels like that too. You're sort of like watching a horse beat. I know that poor horse. Lightly lightly abused. Yeah, there's there's going to be a, a fair amount of questionable we're gonna leave out some of the more horrible things uh like the one where they electrocute the elephant one of edison's early test pieces that i watched oh yeah the topsy topsy bro i'll say it i'm not gonna link it though i'm not we don't need to talk about that no i'll mention it here (laughs) and nowhere else yeah i mean this is all this is all very important to history and if you want to if you want to watch the boxing kangaroo in the Winter Garden program, it's actually not the only kangaroo boxing video. I yeah. think even from this year, no, it's not. It's pretty. It's pretty horrible. There's one. There was one in the Edison program as well. Yeah. I believe. But if you're interested in the history of it, go right ahead. I watch them. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me a little uncomfortable. Even the cats. Yeah. The bug. Yeah. Again, sorry for all the. What was his name? Professor 
Professor Welton. Yeah, I don't know the, what that motherfucker <laughs> is a professor of. For but. all the Professor Welton fans, my bad guys, but uh Anything else we're talking about here? No, I think we've uh I think we I'll sure. link the rest of them. Yeah, 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 of course. There's a video of some blacksmiths doing some blacksmithing and, and some beer drinking. Mostly drinking. Some people swimming in the sea. <laughs> uh there's like a a rough sea scene, I believe. La Mer, it's Oh, wait, called. no, no, I'm sorry. That's the, that's We'll talk about that next time. Rough oh, sea yeah, at Dover. Rough Sea at Dover is uh, Burt Akers, I believe. That's next time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Some, some, some excellent work is being done and inspiring others to go on to make excellent work. So next time, so we're moving off the continent and we're going over to England and the U.S. Yeah, this is mostly what was going on in 1895 in mainland Europe. Mm-hmm. France and Germany were the true front runners here yeah and would be for a while and will will be would be will be will and be. i don't think that edison or um bert acres and robert paul they didn't premiere their films that they made in this year until 1896 which yes, is why we're correct. talking about them second so we're going to cover them in our next episode so if you have uh any comments questions again come find us on our discord i put a link to the I put the Discord invite link on my Instagram page. It's also I put it I also put it on the show's Instagram page. So it's there. You just click it and come on over and hang out and Yeah, our username everywhere is hardknocks underscore film. So uh I guess we'll see you guys in eighteen ninety six. I think even though they weren't shown to a public paying audience until eighteen ninety six that these were all made in 1895, so I think next episode will also be 1895 officially. Because I think it was like January and April 1896. We're talking pretty early on, so all of the stuff was filmed. Yeah, like you said, it was produced in 1895. Right. The moving images that you are seeing with your eyeballs are from 1895. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, guys. So, uh, yeah, head on over to the to our social medias. Um, come chat with us in the Discord Leave a comment. Give us a good review. Yeah, do a do a review or a subscribe or whatever it calls for on whatever platform you're on. And uh, tell your friends about us. That would be much appreciated. Yeah. We will be going to the um, Thomas Edison National Historical Park. We've been teasing that for a while. So possibly before the next episode, we'll do a special or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll squeak it in since yeah. we talked about it before and then move on to other stuff you'll have to wait and see <laughs> uh thanks guys thanks for coming guys and go watch all that all that film and, and tell us what you think all right until next time bye bye